This is this is fine. 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 This is a poor substitute for therapy, but an excellent substitute for other podcasts. We're not like other podcasts. Join us as we find the answers to the universe's biggest questions like is butter a carb? Does crying burn calories? And what the fuck am I doing with my life? We're here to be your part-time therapist, astrologer, concierge doctor, and fairy godmother. Do you need someone to validate you today? Cool, cool, cool. Come on in. We're fine. This is fine. Welcome to the first official episode of This Is Fine. I'm your host, Dominique, and I am so, so grateful you're here. To kick things off on our new adventure together, I wanted to look at the months ahead and see what hot girl summer is going to look like. And I wanted to share one of my passions, which is obviously astrology. So I brought in the absolute master in this field, my dear friend and my moon mom, oracular astrologer Shannon Aganza. You may know Shannon's work already from her decades of practice and her community moon gathering. Shannon is not only an unbelievable cosmic translator and channel, but also an exceptional educator, and she's been a wonderful mentor to me. The first day I met her, I literally knew two words of astrology. They were Virgo and Libra, and I had no idea that there was anything outside of a sun sign. Fast forward a few years, and I've sponged up what feels like eons of information from her brilliant and generous mind. I am so, so excited that you now get to experience her magic and learn from her as well. All right, enough of me blabbing. Let's get into it. Before we get started, today's episode of This Is Fine is brought to you by absolutely no one because we don't have advertisers yet. This is our very first guest episode, and if you would like to support our show, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisisfinepodcast. If you don't have the means to sign up on Patreon, we'd sincerely appreciate a five-star rating if you feel we've earned it, of course, and if you've subscribed to the podcast itself. It all helps us grow. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. The very, very first episode of This Is Fine. Oh my God. So (laughs) honored. (laughs) I'm honored you're here. And thank you for helping me pick this beautiful day that we are releasing the podcast, June 18th. This Um, is an election. This is using astrology for your betterment. Well, let's talk about that. Like what's what's special about this day? What brought us to, to June 18th? Okay, I'll have to look that up. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, in the interim, before we even get into that, the podcast is called This Is Fine. Are you fine today? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> we get a thumbs up. Fine. I'm fine. It's all good. Everything's fine. So looking at the chart, <laughs> we're going right into the deep end of astrology. Yeah. Advanced. <laughs> Advanced. Because that that is a huge... It's a huge part of my practice is electing days. That's what electional astrology is. We're coming up with a day of trying to sort of harmonize. You could think of it as harmonizing with nature because we have all these multiple cycles going on at all times with the planets. And it's wonderful when we can find that sweet spot where we have uh, planets and signs that they're happy yeah, and conversations that the planets are having with each other are on a harmonious side or, you know, if we need, not for today, but if we need to take care of business, sometimes we want to utilize some of the um, stronger transits that okay. like if we need to undo something or, or have that difficult conversation that we want either a finality to it or we want to open the door to something. Ah. And so astrologically, we always have these cycles going on where we can kind of, you know, swim into that cycle. And for today, looking at the election, it's funny because we came up with this day a while ago. And one of the big things that um, is wonderful for a podcast is we have the sun is in Gemini. So there's right. our first order of business. Exactly. <laughs> Gemini. I couldn't not release a podcast in Gemini season. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> exactly. And that, you know, that's transmission of information and we're having conversation. And, yeah. you know, you want to, for the, the lifespan of this uh, podcast is you are giving us pieces of information that we might not have had access to otherwise. Cool. And sharing with us your ability to communicate and your ability to talk to people with, you know, deep knowledge base and whatever it is that, you know, whatever conversations you're having, but it's it's done in a way with this chart to educate and 
and, you know, have inquisitiveness ignited Mm -hmm. in people. And so they may take what you offer them and do their own investigation. Love that. So the Gemini curiosity. Gemini curiosity. And then the ruling planet of Gemini is Mercury. Exactly. And so we have Mercury also in Gemini. Exactly. Yay. I love that energy. (laughs) (laughs) It is a very good energy and that it just amplifies and strengthens that communication, the conversations. We also have, I love this too, Venus is in Taurus, which is so beautiful. So beautiful. The place of Taurus is where Venus rules, is her domicile, is, Mm -hmm. is where she has strength. And so we know also with this podcast, the lifespan of the podcast, that it isn't just about short bits of information or just staying in our head. It's information that we can take and saturate into our body and nourish ourselves, and it can be usable, you know. And then um, the moon is in Aquarius, Saturn Aquarius, which I actually like a moon-Saturn Aquarius trying. trying yeah. So we're trining the sun. Yes. So it's sort of, um, how do we say that? The moon moves very quickly, mm-hmm. right? It goes through a sign in two and a third days. So we're taking it and placing it with a planet that stabilizes and creates sort of like tent poles of the new vision. That's Saturn in Aquarius. Okay. So we're able to have discussions too that even, wow, blows your mind, (laughs) expand, and that Saturn helps the sticking energy. So again, you know, really usable information. And then Mars is really strong. Mars is in Aries. So we have a lot of planetary, we have a lot of planetary strength. Planets in their happy places. Planets in happy places. Trining is always fun. Yeah. Um, uh, For anyone who doesn't know what that means, that's an aspect that is particularly harmonious, right? It is the easiest, most flowing energy right? is and a it's trine. Based on degrees, right? So that yep. would be... 120 not, degrees. Okay. And 90 is a square. That's right. Okay. And then we've got sextile, which is also harmonious, but a little less than trine. Half of a trine. Okay. So it's all the 60. geometry. We're just jumping right in, aren't right we? Right into the math. I love it. So a trine, <laughs> if you think of it in terms of a triangle, mm-hmm. it's breaking the circle into three. Yes. A sextile is breaking the circle into six. six. Okay. So it's half of those triangles. Of a triangle. Okay. Cool. And it creates opportunity, you know, the hand coming out. You still have to act with a sextile or a trine will just naturally flow. Okay. For you. In the flow. In the flow. So we're in the flow. Wow. My baby podcast has a beautiful birth chart. (laughs) (laughs) In one more little thing. Like, yeah. Sorry, I can't help it. Please. Um, we do have that Venus in Taurus, mm-hmm. and it's very close to the North Node, the higher Ooh, purpose, that yeah. governing direction. Where are we going? What are we moving towards? Yeah. If we do that, we're doing great. It's also in Taurus, then a few degrees. So that also is very good for, again, good information, practical, usable information. And that is the sort of uh, energy we're all under right now as long okay. as long as the north node is in Taurus, south right. node is in Scorpio until about July 17th of 2023 next year. Okay. Next year, this is this is sort of the governing energy, okay. the the overarching energy for the collective. For the collective. Okay. Exactly. We're cool. all looking to well self-nourish, what do I need? Yeah. Learning how to take care of ourselves, being self-sufficient, simplifying, Ooh. breaking things down. Yeah. It's okay. really interesting. A lot of times the answer to a problem is not adding more complexity. It's about removing. Right. And simplifying. So that's that Taurus energy. Edit it down. I love that as a Virgo, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And the south node in Scorpio, that's what we're refining and clearing. And so south node in Scorpio um, sort of brings it up. I I have a really morbid (laughs) analogy (laughs) with Scorpio, especially south node in Scorpio. It's sort of like I... It's, it's where all the bodies are buried is what I say, you know, and that is Scorpio. (laughs) And with the South Node in Scorpio, it's like those, 
those waters are being dredged. Oh, <laughs> damn, like, that is morbid. <laughs> it is. We're dealing, you know, yeah. and that is kind of the energy we're dealing with, but it's not not a negative. It's pulling okay. things up. So we're having things pulled up in the collective as well as within our own life, especially looking at your own natal chart. You can see, anybody can see where is Scorpio living. Right. And that area of life will tell you a lot about where if you're going to do some refinement work, you'll get the most bang for your buck wow. if you pick that area okay. by house. And if you have planets there, so that's why too, well, any of the fixed signs, so mm-hmm. Scorpio being the dominant one right. with this, um, Taurus, Taurus Leo gets a little, uh, yeah, Aquarius yeah. And, and Leo yeah. are the four signs that kind of feel this nodal track right okay. now through yeah. July of next year, but this, you know, the Scorpio planets are going to get the most thorough detox. Wow. Okay. (laughs) We could say. Yeah. And it is not a negative thing. Like uh, many of my Scorpio clients, those, of course, if you have your son in Scorpio, it'll be even a little bit more intense, but the ones who are just, I submit, I surrender, Okay. okay, I'm going to look at this. I'm yeah. going to look at this dead body in the in the river. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm dealing with it. Yeah. And the breakthrough is unbelievable. Cool. And we're only like months into this yeah. season, into right. this particular season. So the moral of the story is if you don't fight it, it's going to be great. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Like really, you can release and have that, you know, euphoria. There's yeah. a reason why, you know, some people would say, orgasm falls under the <laughs> Scorpio energy. Okay, yeah, that you just, tracks. You let go, it's like, oh. Oh, it's actually a good thing. <laughs> it's actually a good thing. So, yeah. Amazing. Okay, so we went over this beautiful birth chart, the energy that we're going through today, as in the day that this is being released. Obviously, we're recording in advance because I am nothing if not a planner. <laughs> Let's maybe look a little bit uh, further out since we're kind of at the halfway point in 2022. What is on the cosmic agenda for the back half? Is there anything crazy going on in cancer season, Leo season? I know we're going to check in before Virgo season. What's going on lately? Well, the thing we're building towards, I'm just going to jump straight to uh, the end of July. Cool. Is what I'm going to look at here. I am moving ahead here. (laughs) Um, There's a transit, like I've, kind of targeted a few of the the bigger transits for this year. Okay. Um, and this is one of them where we have, back to that node, yeah. <laughs> the north node in um, Taurus is joining with the planet Uranus, right. the planet of shift, change, the shake-up. Break-up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, breakthrough, yeah. Break, breaking density up in order to break through. And the planet Mars. Mm. And so they're all joining at 18 degrees from July 31st until August, about August 7th is the way we can okay. look at it. Well, the, the energy is strong from July 31st to August 2nd because that's when by August 7th is where Mars then moves ahead to make an exact square with Saturn. Ah, okay. So we kind of start the synergy. And let's even backtrack a little bit more to July 2nd. Okay. So that's right around the corner. That's when Mars enters Taurus. Taurus. And the last time Mars entered Taurus <laughs> was... Oh my gosh, I'm not going to remember the date. I think it's January 8th is what I want to say. Of last of, year? Of when we had the, what was that called? The insurgents? The Oh, the like insurrection. Insurrection. <laughs> yeah. oh, Insur- Sorry. It's All right. It's been, we're screaming. <laughs> it's like, ah, it's fine. And I'm not saying, you know, not trying to go there in a bad, dark, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> dark way. But just for context, because that's what we do with astrology, right? Is yeah. we go back and see what Patterns. happened. Yeah, patterns. Mm-hmm. What happens when this energy comes up? And so we know that was a few year a few years ago. It takes Mars a couple of years to right. get back to the same place it was. So that kind of gives a little background context of right. like, okay, heated right. Mars coming into square. Yeah. And and Mars 
is not in its happy place when it's in Taurus. Right. It's moved out of uh, Aries, right, where it was pretty happy. Yes, exactly. It's moved out of Aries where it feels like it can get its job done Mm -hmm. without anything interfering with it. What makes it weak in Taurus or unhappy Mm -hmm. is that it's opposite the other sign that it Uh, rules, which is Scorpio. Right, okay. So it's working in opposition to its natural home. And so that's a little why, you know, it's that bent up frustration that just, ah. Okay. You know, not knowing how, you know, if you've ever been around people that don't know how to express their emotions in a healthy, (laughs) flowing way. No, I've never met anyone like that. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. And so we have that kind of brewing. So it kind of can feel something coming up. And the peak of this is really when it does meet that planet Uranus, which has been in Taurus since 2018, May of 2018, we've been in a sort of cycle. And Uranus is a little bit past its midpoint of its cycle, of its job, of what it's trying to do in Taurus. And really, if just little tiny... Uh, recap on that, we might have talked about that, you know, together other times. Yeah. But when we think of the planet Uranus, it's the most, it it changes and shifts and it explodes. And I call right. it an earthquake planet. Yeah, totally. So you have the most, when I say volatile, think of like volatile chemicals. For sure. Like things reacting with each other and just Mentos and Diet Coke. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And so we have that in the sign that is the most stable, the most unmovable. Earth, fixed earth. Fixed earth is what Taurus is. And that's why they get a bad rap for being stubborn, (laughs) where they're just, their their job is to hold space. And they just unyielding, you know, stillness. (laughs) And so... I mean, you can do the math on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. if you don't yield, you break. Yeah. And so we That's have a good the quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have that planet Uranus with Mars, which is just uh, like fuel. Angsty. <laughs> angsty. Yeah. I always say like when we have Mars and Uranus together in any sign, mm-hmm. it's like, think of bent metal. <laughs> you know, it's like- cool. Things, it just, you know, we have kind of explosive energy. So on the the best case scenario, Mm -hmm. we want to just watch our language around this time. Okay. To not go to volatility. Patience. (laughs) Patience. And just also just allowing uh, to be, when I say enlightened, what I mean is being able to see something outside of the density of like looking down on the ground, what your daily thing is, you know, and then we add the North node in there. So all of these are joining at 18 degrees of Taurus. And so the North node, at least what this tells me and my translation is whatever jostling (laughs) needs to happen, whatever movement shakeup is happening It's that thing that kind of has to happen in order for us to move forward. Okay. So wherever anything has been stuck, you know, this is the beauty of astrology. If we know that's what's happening, let's put the things in the path of it that need breaking up, shifting. Okay. And trying to be aware of, uh, like I said, not moving with violent words, violent communication, you know, what we may see in the bigger in the bigger picture, you know, we we might be looking at a few world events, yeah. you know? Okay. And uh what I would say is whatever's coming in, it it might be that catalyst to get us to the repair. Okay. It might get us to where we need to be. You know how that is? You just have you know, okay, you break your nose, you need to reset it. Yeah. It's like, ow. I mean, I've never had a broken nose, but it looks like it hurts. It looks pretty bad. (laughs) And so, oh, you have to do that, but then you have a, you know, we heal the nose or or whatever it is. So it does sound kind of similar to the energy we're talking about with the South Node and Scorpio, where maybe it doesn't look like an appealing thing to do, but once it's done, you get through to the other side and things are healed better, rearranged in the right way. So that's the other thing. 
that we have the South Node and Scorpio. Okay. What is the ruling planet of the South Node? (laughs) Mars. Mars. It is joined with the most volatile planet. Okay, cool. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) In the direction we're supposed to be moving. Okay. So it is trying to get us to where we need to go. Very strong signal. (laughs) But in the moment, it's extremely hot. It's very tense, heated. Um, And again, if there are things we need to burn, throw in the fire, we can. Okay. You know, and just a little, I could be totally off on this, but I'm just throwing it out there. Mm -hmm. That other scenarios, Taurus, because we like in time of when we're recording this, you know, there have been the topics of food shortages. Right. Taurus is also our food. It's our yep. food supply, grain. Um, these This might kind of come into people's consciousness about, oh, this is real. And it may yeah. be as simple as, oh, I can't have my Fuji apple out of season. You know, it could be <laughs> that sure. is the most like, oh, awareness. Because I right. think we've become so conditioned to think, we can have whatever we want at Whenever any time. Whenever we want, yep. And I, back we go to North Node and Taurus, which is simplifying. Right. And being able to see things in reality, see things for what they are. Okay. Sometimes minimizing, I don't know, as a mother of adult children, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you give, cho- you just give a couple choices. You don't overwhelm. And somehow okay. there's there's like a peace with that. Yeah, right? totally. It's like the opposite when you feel so overwhelmed when you go into a store and there are like a million options. Right. Like I remember being in college going to a, a Forever 21 and turning around and walking out because <laughs> there were so many things. I just freaked oh, out. Virgo. Oh, yeah. 100%. Overwhelmed. 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 <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. Bye. Yeah. Abort. <laughs> out. Abort mission. <laughs> well, 100%. Yes. But that makes so yeah. much sense. That's why kids' menus are so short. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Right? And yeah. just, yeah, that simplification can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. The other thing, the other topic, yeah. Taurus rules money. Uh, possessions. Resources. Yeah. Um, and so we might be looking at our finances in a different way. Okay. And part of this, which I'm all for, <laughs> is really being able to take a an honest look at finances. This is a really good window. So again, let's just jump in the river <laughs> of flow. Get right into it. And get, just get right into it. Yeah. Because that's the other thing that Scorpio is, is debt. Ah. So the ruling planet of Scorpio is showing us where our money is being spent, not being spent. Wow. So we might be looking at this again on a bigger, you know, okay. expanse, like on a national to, to right. global national level. National debt, Yeah all the way down to our own personal finances. So I'm like, yeah, no, thank you. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> this is like like to utilize Virgo energy. And by the yes. way, like on July 31st and uh, August 1st, the moon is in Virgo. Oh, love that for us. <laughs> Training. But this is good. This is, again, using astrology, you know, for your benefit. Okay. So, you know, Virgo, it's the editor, it's the accountant. <laughs> right. And it moves quickly. And it is in trine. We just went over trines. Yeah. It's in harmony. It's like, I am trying to make this easy for you. <laughs> Let me help you. <laughs> Let me help you. <laughs> Amazing. This is work that needs to be done. Yeah. And so we have this window again where we can be in our own world, kind of sort of. Taking inventory. So okay. again, this can be at any level okay. of personal to how, you know, our shared finances. And again, looking at, you know, the bigger picture and maybe, I don't know, maybe we find out, oh, this is what we spend my our nation spends money on, doesn't spend money on. Like right. all those things where it's like, oh, just waking up, tuning in, being able to be conscious. You know, I think, you know, kind of bringing in just another little side note on this. Pluto is at the same degree, 27 degrees Capricorn, Capricorn. Okay. as the nation's Pluto. Oh, right. It's the Pluto return. Yeah. This is it in retrograde. So Pluto okay. is retrograde going over this spot. And, you know, I kind of have languaged this in a way in the past that a Pluto return for a nation 
it's like a Saturn return for a person based oh. on, you know, our lifespan. Okay. So when we have our first Saturn return, it's the beginning of really adulting. Right. Like you're so considered an adult. 28 to 30-ish. Yep. 27 and a half 27. to 30. Okay, there we go. Is when that kind of comes in. And so it's becoming responsible and being like you get whacked when you're not being responsible. It's why it can kind of be, you know, for some people it's a tough time, but another, you know, if you go with the flow and be responsible, it is a time, a common time people tend to get married or have children. So they have this responsibility to something else. Added on. Added on. But with a nation, Pluto and Pluto returns, it takes you know, close to 250 years to do that trek. And this, again, is our first one. It's our nation adulting. (laughs) And and the reason why I'm saying this is to link in, you know, what we were talking about before, that we've, you know, I think there are parts of being American, at least in, Mm -hmm. in our country, where we haven't, we've just taken for granted certain things. Yep. And we've had a pretty, you know, Things have flowed in a way where we don't want to look at how how does that happen or not looking at the the terrible sides of our society and what yep. gets pushed under the rug and out of our gaze. And I think that that's part of what's coming up with this too is, no, we are global citizens. We are all humans. Mm-hmm. And it's that taking responsibility for the whole. Yep, and the, the collective. The collective and just even... Like, how are these laws put into effect? And how does this work, you know, to not support different communities and different right. different groups? And so we're adulting where we're coming into, oh, I need to be responsible. Yeah. It's so like reevaluation. Reevaluation. Yeah. So I know I'm going kind of serious. No. I don't mean to do that, but this this just kind of is, I think, the backbone of some of these bigger subject matters of the nodes right now. And that's the thing. South node and Scorpio, and Scorpio is not a bad sign. Like yeah. it just- We love Scorpio. We love Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Scorpio. Don't hurt us. <laughs> Don't be mad. <laughs> Don't be mad at We're us. We're not your enemies. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, you know, it's such a strong, like empowered sign, but it holds, it's the, that deeper energy has to be held somewhere, right? Right. And so Scorpio- is the one responsible for kind of holding those deeper, maybe the hidden things we don't normally get to look at. Cool. And so I'm just bringing this up again. Hopefully this is like, oh my gosh, what was she talking about? No big deal. <laughs> Great job. That is my hope, <laughs> you know, but having, again, the ruling planet, Mars, in Taurus, trying to get us to see what's real yeah. because that's what Taurus is. Taurus is the mo- one of the most black and white planets, mm-hmm. meaning... I can hold this in my hand. I know it's real because I feel it on my skin. Yes. It's very basic, you know, and that, so it's trying to get us to, oh, Mm -hmm. okay, this is what's real. This is what really matters so that we can get to where we need to get to. And even adult, like I said, as a nation. So I just bring that in again because that Pluto. 28 degrees. twenty. Yeah, it's 27 on this particular uh, transit. Okay. So the July 31st as we move forward. And then as Mars, so then it will continue. So we may open a few things up and imagine, you know, so Mars then moves, take gets fueled up by Uranus okay. in the North Node. At a Keeps, Tesla charging station. <laughs> Tesla charging. <laughs> that's exactly right. Perfect. Uh, perfect. <laughs> Uranian energy. And then... um you know, squares, as you said earlier, it's breaking the circle into a square, right. 90 with degrees. Saturn, right? Yes, with okay. Saturn. And so Saturn already is not really a yielding planet itself. <laughs> right. It it contracts and it pulls in and it's, it's sort of the, you know, uh, this is the work we need to do right yeah. now. And it's in an unyielding sign. Right. That's Aquarius. Fixed. Fixed. Thank you. It's fixed. And what's nice is that of all the fixed signs, Aquarius, it's confusing to people sometimes that it's a fixed sign because it's so much about vision and expansion and the unusual and be yourself. But it really, 
it does hold vision, but when we connect with it, it's it's trying to stabilize a future vision. Where is the next place we can go? Where do we need to go? Like okay. that's a bit of the, I think the square kind of hits that. Ah, so we may see things, like I said, globally, even with other countries. Okay. You know, we have a lot at this moment. There's still a lot going on. Totally. Between Russia and Ukraine. So we might be seeing a few of those things or borders being, you know, trying to be pressed through, you know, that's the other thing. And Mars comes in, it's trying to break the structure. And Uranus is there too. (laughs) Yeah. And Uranus is behind, like it just got fueled by Uranus. Yeah. (laughs) Again, we're moving forward to what's our next plan? What are we going to stabilize and move through? This is a much nicer Mars square Saturn than when I learned about Mars square Saturn, (laughs) which I believe was when... Mars was in Aries, Saturn was in Capricorn in like 2020. That was my first foray, first intro really into um, aspects. And I just remember thinking, this is terrible. (laughs) Well, the reason why is Mars had a tremendous amount of strength and Saturn had a tremendous amount of strength. Okay. And Saturn was with Pluto. And I believe Jupiter was there as well at that point trying to remember if it was when Mars was in Aries. So it was compounded, but you had the malefics. So that's the thing. Ah. Saturn and Mars in traditional astrology are called malefics or malefics. And um, I like to call them course correction planets. (laughs) That's nicer. (laughs) Because I think they are there. They're like, hey, if you just do this, All is well, but you got to do this, you know, get back on course. Again, don't fight it. Go with the flow. (laughs) Don't fight. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, when those two plant, they both had, it was like, you know, one of those superhero movies. Yeah. You know, really strong bad guys. Stuff was going down. (laughs) Stuff was going down. (laughs) And you just had to find shelter, (laughs) which we did. We were were literally commanded to shelter. shelter. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how it's so literal sometimes? Yeah, it really is. That's one of the biggest things I've learned from you is <laughs> how literal <laughs> some of this stuff can be. It's absolutely wild. Uh, but this does sound a lot nicer. Is that <laughs> is that true or am I just hearing what I want to hear well, right now? <laughs> I do have a reputation for <laughs> trying to spin it in the yeah, best case scenario. We're fine. <laughs> well, I, the thing is, is I'm not trying to say things that aren't out of the realm of possibility. Okay. You know, and that's Fair. again with the North Node, I would like to say that holding a vision for a better future is mm-hmm. there. Like it's like, I'm trying to help you yeah. find this. Help me help you. Yep. <laughs> and the um, you know, another level of this is like self-responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's another Taurus and Mars. Mars and Taurus, responsible for my own energy. Like, how am I expressing my energy? Okay. You know, that's that's another big one. And just straight up Astro 101, I call this the zip the lip transit. Ah, so, okay. like, even outside of world events, we have um, when Uranus and Uranus, uh, <laughs> Mars are together, it, you know, we might say something we regret later. Yeah. So, I suggest writing things down. You know, Mercury's going to be in Leo during this time. So, hmm, no ego uh, involved here. So this could be another situation too where, you know, whether it's world events or within, you know, someone in our sphere, like right next to us, we might think we are so right in our view and it might do well to stop, listen, do some research, investigate, write it down. Okay. Write everything down or say it in a recorder. That's a really good one. Yeah. Say it in a recorder, what you would say to somebody else, and then listen back and go, okay, okay, I'm happy I didn't say that. Yeah, I've done that before, actually. Yeah. 100%. And, and then once we get past August, you know, August 7th, 8th, 9th, Things kind of settle. Okay. And we can probably see more clearly. And if you still want to say all that, great, go for it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I will say when Mercury, well, yeah, Mercury will be in Virgo by then. We love that. 
We love a good Mercury and Virgo, (laughs) the other placement of home and exaltation. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mercury's very strong in Virgo. So that really (laughs) helps. Yes. It's like, that's the bodybuilder Mercury. (laughs) But it helps us discern. It helps us refine. It helps us remove you know, the peripheral energy or getting right. really heated about things instead of going to the core. Okay. And then we may have appropriate anger, but it's useful. Do you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. There's a difference. So it sounds like hot girl summer is going to be responsible, thoughtful, <laughs> deliberate girl summer. <laughs> That's it. I know. I didn't expect to come in and go, happy first podcast. <laughs> Honestly, the real talk has already begun and we're already like, this is fine. <laughs> this <laughs> is fine. <laughs> it's 100% on brand. I know. That's so fun. I'm like, that's my It's like, it's all good. <laughs> Everything's okay. We're good. No, we're but, good. but truly, I think understanding what you're heading into can make everything a little bit easier. Like you were saying, like if we can go with the flow and allow things to happen, don't right. fight the current basically. And that's, that's really what this is. Yeah. It is a... We're going to do this. That's the thing. When you have like the planet Uranus and Mars joining and then Mars going to square Saturn, you can't, (laughs) you know, something's going to move. It's very intense energy. And when you have that awareness, like it, it is the greatest opportunity to find inner awareness. Okay. Instead of reacting. You know what I mean? Pull it in. Check yourself. Why am I reacting so strongly? Reflect. Reflect. Yeah. And then you can go into solution and be useful. Okay. Rather than adding more voices to the conversation of anger. It's like, we get it. We're angry. What are we going to do? Because Taurus asks us for a solution. And so I think that's good life advice in general. <laughs> just <laughs> think a little bit more before you speak and, and reflect and think of what you can do instead of just, like you said, adding voices. What are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Exactly. Um, okay, so that's a massive transit and you're doing all of this with a migraine. So <laughs> I don't want to keep you here too long. Oh my god! But uh, thank you for forecasting the summer and we can definitely check in. Obviously, I'm going to want to do a Virgo Libra you know, season ahead, check-in. So that'll be our next one. Is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with on this first inaugural episode, astrology-wise or (laughs) life-wise? Well, you know, and not to jump too far ahead, but our next eclipses towards the end of the year, like we're being invited to do the deeper work. And so that's how I look at this transit, you know, as we're warming up in this July, August time, we're being invited to pull up to the surface that which we really need to be working on on a personal level. Cool. As well, you know, whatever as a global citizen, but real, you know, with Taurus, I have to say it is good to like the only thing we're really in control of is ourself. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, that just is the truth. And so, what can I do to bring more clarity to my life? You know, so it, and it will, you ask that question, it will come up, Mm -hmm. we get to look at it. And then when we hit the eclipses at the end of the year, it'll make it much easier if we're already ahead of. We started doing the work, planting the seeds. Yep. Okay. It's like homework done. Yeah. Early to the airport. (laughs) Love that feeling. Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Virgo. (laughs) You know, and then it's easy. Yeah. It's easier to do that work. Would you say it's important for anyone listening now to look at where Taurus is in their chart? Yes. At Taurus and Scorpio. Okay. And then those houses will basically flavor what you just said. It will be the environment of where that's happening. Okay. So someone who has it in the first and seventh house. Mm Mm-hmm. They are dealing with themselves, mm-hmm. especially if you have the South Node and Scorpio in the first. Yeah, you know, just assume it's you. Okay, so Scorpio <laughs> rising, that's for you. <laughs> yeah, Scorpio rising, and um, and then the seventh is it, the partnership. Partners, so yeah. you're dealing with self and other. Okay, me and we, <laughs> me and we, and just and really refining those relationships. Cool, and um, being able to have a clear sense of self. 
And even if it hurts for a minute, go into it. And then you'll actually probably move into a loving, forgiving space with yourself. Yeah. You know, it's it's worth doing that work. And then if you have the second house, eighth house access. So it'd be Aries or Libra rising, right? That, um, oh, yes. I'm, Very I'm, good. This is all you're doing. Like any any correct answer I have is just a result of your teaching. <laughs> that is amazing. You are brilliant because I haven't like sat you down and like gone through this. It's been a minute. You just pick it up. You're so smart. I'm just doing my homework for school. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, second and eighth. Okay. It's, it's really strong around your self-value, okay. how you value yourself, your straight up money. Yep. That's second house. Um, your talents, gifts, abilities, harvesting those um, if you're not utilizing them, um, money. And then eighth house. Eighth house is a sticky house. It's like debt, right? It's debt. It's death. Yeah. Secrets. Secrets. Um, it's uh, shared finances. Mm-hmm. It's money that like if we're like debt, like yeah. if we're going to get a loan, okay. it's people who will invest, investors, okay. those investing oh, in yeah. us. Inheritance? Inheritance, okay. legacies. But really, like I think a good focus is do I have, what? what is my debt level? Whether okay. it's money, emotional, right. we get to clear that. Love that. The third and ninth house. Okay, so that's going to be Virgo rising and Pisces rising. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Um, That is communication. How do I communicate? How do I convey what I need? How do I bring in information that I need? That third house is our style. It's, It's literally, this is one of those literal things. Someone with a south node in the third house might... They knew they needed to fix their car or get a new car. It's going to break down. You're right. going to have to get a new car, or it'll die. You know, so it's it's the way we get from one place to another. It's the short distance. It's it, we may be dealing with our siblings. Ah, okay. Third house, ninth yeah. house is that. It's that higher learning, education. learning. Like oh, when you need to have the basics complete. Okay. You know, in your mind or in whatever you're studying. So whatever it is, even with it, that's why it's the place of like wisdom. Yeah. In traditional and Hellenistic astrology, it's the ninth house is the actual house of God. Cool. And the third house is the house of goddess. Isn't that <laughs> oh, beautiful? I love that. That's my yeah. new favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Like the goddess was edited out, some point, but it was there. We're putting her back in. We're putting we're putting her back right in. Right back in. And so, like, when we need that bigger goal setting, that's ninth house as well. Cool. Like, you're being asked to take care of the, your, uh, like, fill in the information you need to get the bigger stuff done. And okay. it is long distance travel as well. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I am long distance traveling during that time period oh. that we just went over. Oh, my gosh. Like, August yeah. 2nd. Anyway, no one needs to know my travel plans <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay. So, the next one would be Leo and Aquarius rising. Yeah, and that so that is fourth house okay. and tenth house. Yes, okay. So those who have the fourth and tenth, and I don't ne- know if we specified this, they will always be opposite. Yes, okay. North and south node are always exactly opposite each other. So it's always in polarity. And the fourth house, it's literally our home. It's mm-hmm. it's beginnings and endings, which is oh. really interesting. Okay. Um, so it's the it shows what the beginning of your life has been. So childhood, so childhood stuff can come up okay. during that time to be refined. Um, it's your actual home. It's where you live. It's your house. So this might be, you know, if Scorpio's there, really good time to do some renovation. Oh yeah, like. Check for mold. <laughs> Termites. <laughs> yeah. and Scorpio. Yeah. The um, stuff in the walls. <laughs> stuff in the walls. The hidden stuff we yeah. didn't know. Um, but also just, you know, it's good for renovation or like Taurus. If North notice there, oh, we get more bang for our buck. We're investing in our property. Ah. If you're if you own your property. Cool. Um, you may also get to move and get to a place you really want to be. Um, it's where we stabilize, where we root. It's our root because it's the base yeah. of the chart. And then the top of the chart is where, you know, we have our career. The 10th house yep. is the career. Like life calling. It's, yeah. 
It's exactly and how we, well, it can be life calling, um, but it's all, it's really your exposure in the outer world. Okay. How do you, and so that's why mostly it's career yeah, totally. for people. So our career is able to, it gets a little extra energy, whether it's refinement or enhancement. So we're either, it's like, you know, traditional Chinese medicine. We could think of it as tonifying or sedating. Okay, yeah. South node, we're sedating, yeah. undoing, and Taurus, we're, we're tonifying and yeah. enhancing and bringing more energy, energy. in. Yeah. So things around career, like this is when you want to pull the trigger on making that shift. And so if you natally have this, it means we have Taurus and Scorpio, which is fixed, yep. right? So it might be hard to make that change, oh. you know? So here come the superhero, you know, nodes, because it also means what it brings with it are eclipses. So we mm-hmm. know we'll have eclipses. And so it breaks that density up, like I said. Okay. So it's the time to pull the trigger and either move or get that new career. Oh, that's good to know. So if you're listening and you are a Leo or Aquarius ascendant, this is a big area for you. Yep. Cool. Yep. Yeah, the the exactly Leo Aquarius, which again, we can see it fixed. Yeah. I call it your like skeletal structure. Oh, I love that. The cross. Yeah. What are your, you know, your up and down, your horizon line. Right. And your um, vertical line, like okay, yeah. heaven to icy at the base. Yeah. So, yeah, tend to be not, well, maybe a little rigid sometimes, but really like work hard to get things in a stabilized place. But then it's harder to shift and transition yeah. into something new. So there's so much support. So if you don't do it now, you know, Uranus is working yeah. already in Taurus for a while. And then we have the nodes there. It's like, d- do it. It's now or never. Now, because <laughs> you have, it's a lot easier when you have these supports. Cool. And then 11th, 5th. I okay. love the 11th and 5th house. Those are kind of easier houses, I'll say. Okay. Um, 11th, I look at, it's so, um, uh, this is kind of my perspective uh, in all my years that 11th, the 11th house is sort of that seed planting place. It's, okay. In the ninth house, we set goals. In the 11th house, we have vision. Ooh, I love and that. So it's like, ooh, where, where do I want to go? Or blueprint. It's like okay. a blueprinting. Which is very Aquarian, I feel like. Yeah, it is, which I don't like going down yeah, the, like like the sign house to house. Equal yeah. sign. We want to eradicate that. That's, okay. Forget I said anything. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> With stricken I from the record. S- sometimes it kind of it kind of works, but it yeah. But eleventh is a is a nicer house, you know, that kind of gets us seeing where, yeah, where do we want to go yeah. next? Where to we manifest. Jo- yeah, and where do we join with humanity? What is good for the great? What's for the greater good? Yeah. And, you know, might find on a social level that things are, oh, I have new social structures. Maybe some of them, you know, some friendships might be tying up, especially with this transit coming up. Right. That's why we don't want to burn the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But we have, you know, we're finding our tribes. That's okay. 11th. And then 5th, it's, it's, you know, a playfulness. It's creative. lightheartedness, extremely creative. This is where we get pregnant, you know, birth a child <laughs> or uh, grow the child. Right. You know, it's exciting. Okay. And, and it's usually like be light. Okay. And then um, our last house accident. Oh, so uh, this was for Cancer and Capricorn oh, rising. perfect. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Yeah. Cancer Capricorn, come mm-hmm. on, you get an opportunity to, yeah. you know, kind of, you know, lighten up a bit. Lighten up. <laughs> levity. I mean, they could be fun, not taking you down. <laughs> but they just usually are kind of holding the pieces for everybody else. Yeah, so that keeping they it together can for all, all of us. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, it's okay. Let us figure it out. Yeah, you we'll can figure it out bit. for ourselves, and it's okay. Yeah. And if we fall... You know, you can give us the little I told you so, but And I know you, know, you will. <laughs> and it's okay. Like, well, you'll it won't we won't weigh as much to you later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we figured it out. And then yeah, the last axis. Gemini Sag. Gemini Sag. <laughs> um, the sixth and the twelfth. And so this is another one. It's kind of uh we can look at the sixth and twelfth. 
the same as that second and eighth. It's That's probably where the most work is, people who have them in these houses. This It's really interesting because the sixth house is uh, so many things. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, you know, like your actual job, your job, right. not your career, but the work job, yeah. the work. And it is a, a like if you're looking to have a career, you know, you're probably looking at your job going, oh, I can't do this anymore. You know, okay. I need to, or you become very at peace with it. And that's fine. Sixth house is a lot of self-refinement. You know, some people call it the house of health. I call it the yeah. house of not health. Oh, interesting. Because first house house is health because that's like our actual physical body. Okay. Sixth house is when that's where it shows up when we go into some kind of sickness or needing to take care of things. Okay. So if you have this in, you know, 612, especially south node in Scorpio in mm-hmm. the sixth, like this is when you want to do some gentle detoxing. This is okay. when you want to take care of all those things. You want to take care of, you know, get all your doctor yeah. office visits. Get like a your health refresh. Get your health refresh. Okay. And the more you invest in your health, changing your habits, your dietary mm-hmm. habits or your body movement habits. And, you know, no judgment. It's just like finding what works for you. Right. But we don't realize there are not any formulas that are straight across the board for like everybody. Universal, yeah. So you can really find like, oh, this this works for me. This other thing doesn't work for me. But okay. we can find that. So that's at sixth. And that would particularly be for Gemini rising, right? They would have Scorpio yep. in the sixth. And that's like yes. time to do your detox, your refresh. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Exactly. Okay. And another way to look at this too is sort of detoxing the mind, like the the monkey mind, Ooh, the overthinking yeah. mind. Some meditation. Exactly. Love. Which is a great link over to the 12th. Okay. You know, I'm kind which, of jealous of Gemini risings right now. <laughs> I'm like, I want to do that. That sounds fun. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like if you are Gemini Sag mm-hmm. on the axis, that's mutable. Right. Right. So the flexibility that when you put the efforts in, it doesn't, you know, you get a result usually quicker than other signs. Oh, cool. Same with um, Pisces Virgo. Right. Those are the four mutable signs. Love that. <laughs> so as soon as they put the effort in, it's like, oh, okay. It, uh, you get you get a result faster, but that's also why you can go out of alignment easier too. It, it doesn't take much to knock you off balance, right, right? but it doesn't, you don't have to work as hard to get in balance. Okay. So another way to look at this is creating discipline. It's, this is a really good time to create like that habitual, like integrating it into your daily life. Routine. Routine. Right. I know discipline is a hard word for some people. Yeah. I think we associate discipline a lot with negative. And right. you know that Nina and I have actually talked about this a little oh. bit, where discipline usually, especially I think from our childhood, comes across mentally, emotionally as punishment. Yeah. It's like Saturn. Yeah. You, Saturn. you have to discipline your children, punish them. And yes. if you look at it a little bit lighter at least this is what's been working for us like we came at uh came at it with gentle discipline a little bit of softness and not thinking about harshness punishment like severe ramifications but rather structure and guidance for the greater good this gentle benefic yes. i guess yeah, <laughs> benefic, yeah uh, way, discipline and to like the way i look at discipline it it really is about creating a little more mastery over the mind Mm -hmm. to be able to do the things that you get. Yes, you get the greater benefit later. The stuff you love. The stuff, yes, it just creates more freedom. Yep. And so we have, and disciplining the mind, it's just, when I was saying that at the beginning, the monkey brain, the monkey mind, it's being able to take the mind. We don't realize we can take control of that and try to bring it back into center. We do have that power. We do, and it's, exceedingly challenging in the times right now right? to not go into that, to go, you know, there's a lot of distraction. So much input. So much input. So that's another way to look at this with either Scorpio or Taurus mm-hmm. for our, our uh, mutables is that 
it creates that fixed energy ah. needed to keep in place the work you've done. Cool. It's giving you the structure it. you need. It's giving the structure. Cool. And so the 12th, we didn't really, 12th. I do look <laughs> at that as a meditation, like allowing the mind to be in a place. Does I won't say still enough. Certainly, yeah, if you can do that, hallelujah. But it's just at least directed. I, I, this is kind of way, kind of advanced thinking here, but it's like where the mind becomes the servant of the consciousness. And when we're dealing with consciousness, like I, you know, this is again me, I look at 12th house in that way, whether we're looking at subconscious. Okay. Because it's things that are hidden from us that we may not necessarily see. But when we can tap into ourselves on a consciousness level, then that's the guiding force of the mind and the consciousness is directing the mind. Okay. I know that again, no, that's, that's really way cool. out there. But um, that really is 12th. And the 12th, the 12th is also the, um, you know, it's it's <laughs> like where the, you know, if we have skeletons in the closet. Yeah. They're, they're in the 12th. They're in the 12th. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so back we go. It's not the same as the 8th. The 8th house I look at is we know it's there. We're just choosing not to deal with it. Where the 12th, it's like, oh my God, I had no idea. It came out of nowhere. Right. And like, oh, I had no idea that this was what was keeping me in this pattern. Ah, okay. So if we can identify those things, we oh. could maybe unlock some bad patterns. Exactly. Okay. And then you're liberated. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it requires a little more reflection, getting out of the monkey mind. So it kind of sounds like the 12th, 6th axis needs a lot of meditation during this point. It's really good to be able to have the, and by the way, meditation can be, I'm going to go for a run. Yeah, be in nature. I'm going to take a yoga class. I'm going to take a boxing class. I don't know, where you kind of get where the mind gets into that. Your body's doing a repetitive action. Yep. And this is really strong for Sag, Gemini. Like they thrive in repetitive body movement is when the mind kind of comes in as the whole body. And so they in particular can, you That's know, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, get a lot done. And that's it. Like that's exactly it, that it can be very, very beautiful when we flow into it. Yeah. It's all about the flow. It's all about the flow. <laughs> if you've taken anything from this conversation, it's all about the flow. That's right. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a lot more to take from this. So I hope everyone was uh, listening and had a notebook just like me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't have that standard for everyone. But Shannon, you just gave such a massive crash course. I don't even know if you realized how much <laughs> you just downloaded for everyone. So thank you so, so much. This is the oh. first episode. We just did it. Oh, my God. Like a little, oops, applause. Um, thank you everyone for coming to listen for tuning in to hear shannon impart her wisdom i feel like this was just the most beautiful gift that you could give us thank you oh you're welcome sir it was a little heavy but that you know sometimes it is that's that's the whole point (laughs) heavy heavy does heavy lifting right yep it moves the big boulders yeah not moving we can move the big boulders can you imagine like what we can move ourselves into yeah I mean, there's so much being offered to us. There, I think there is more good than not good. It's just we have to clear the not good and face it and move forward. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the most perfect parting message. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, it was a joy. Okay, Shannon, for everyone listening right now, they want to learn more from you. They loved this. They were me with the notebook, scribbling furious notes. They want to sponge (laughs) up more information. How can they connect with you? How can they learn more? So I just happen to be (laughs) starting a Foundations of Astrology class. I will have an online offering starting July 6th. It will be a seven-week course. And my in-person, if you are local to San Diego, (laughs) I will have a group, it will have a limited number, but um, starting July 2nd on Saturdays for seven weeks. And you will learn the foundations of astrology, also weaving in some of the ancient astrology techniques and and a numerology foundations class as well. We'll be shadowing on the same days. Okay. We didn't talk about numerology, but numerology is another like... There's always time for numerology. <laughs> oh, to me, it is the quickest way to get 
in, be able to access really incredible, accurate information without having to spend years studying. Cool. So, Wait, we love that. And numero- I live by numerology every yeah. day. It's it's a part of my practice. I can't know, wait so. to learn that because obviously I'm fully Numbers. signed up for this. <laughs> so, yes. Those will be amazing. on the same days. Those okay. will be on the same days. So if anyone is not yet signing up and they want to connect with you online, where can they find you? Moongathering.com. Um, sign up on the uh, for the newsletter, yeah, newsletter on the <laughs> mailing list or get on the mailing list, and then also at Moon Gathering. That's my Instagram. So I that's like my portal to the public. Yes, it's the only one I have. That's it. It's a beautiful portal. <laughs> we love it. Um, thank you again. You're amazing. Oh my my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And a big thanks to our sponsor, my mom, the only subscriber to our Patreon so far. You're the best angel investor, mom. Again, if you'd like to support our brand new podcast, you can leave a review, subscribe, or head to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash thisisvinepodcast. All one word, no hyphens. Thank you in advance for all of your help and support as we get this going. Thanks for joining us on our first episode of This Is Fine. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you learned a ton today and are excited for more. I'll see you here next week for an episode featuring one of my all-time favorite psychologists and human beings all around. We're talking about why your self-care isn't working, if you still feel like a shit show, and just how we've been getting through the past couple years with COVID and all the craziness of the world. We're fine. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of This Is Fine. I've been your host, Dominique Michelle Astorino. We're based in San Diego, recording in studio at DLI Productions in Pacific Beach with Emmy Award-winning sound designer, Dan Daly Isla. This is a comedy and advice podcast, but for legal reasons, this entire podcast is a joke and none of it is medical advice. To download the transcript or learn more, visit thisisfinepodcast.com.